Hello everyone, this is Bill Wilson, Senior Editor of Supermarket News with another episode of Supermarket News Off the Shelf. And the topic today is grocery theft. In New York City, the New York City Council is looking to ban the use of face recognition software. And uh, we have Avi Kaner here. He is the co-owner of Morton Williams. They are a supermarket chain, mainly in Manhattan. So, Avi, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, thank you for having me, Bill. So talk about, you know, the, the what the city council is doing aside. Talk about theft in your area and the situation there and the status of it. Is it is it getting really bad? Is it is it kind of in the middle? Or how, how's it like? Sure. Um, it has never been worse. And uh, before, you know, we even talk about facial recognition, um, I'd like to give you some background on this. Um, we have a new district attorney in New York City for about a year and a half or so, uh, who's proclaimed that stealing is basically an entitlement. Uh, anyone is allowed to go into any retail store in New York City, steal up to $1,000 and not get arrested and not get prosecuted. Um, so it's, it's, it's a free-for-all now. And uh, you see many drugstores have shut down around the city, and now supermarkets are, are closing as well. Um, supermarkets work on, on very uh, tight net margins, and uh, this extra level of theft um, is, is basically wiping out any profits uh, that supermarkets might have. Uh, so supermarkets are looking at using facial recognition uh, not to store information about customers, but only to store information about thieves that are caught. If you catch a thief, you take the picture of the thief, you put it in your computer system. If that thief tries to enter any one of your stores, um, the manager in that store would get a text message uh, letting him or her know that the thief is in the store. The manager would go to the thief and ask the thief to uh, please leave the store. That's all it is. But incredibly, New York City is saying, look, we're not going to arrest them. We're not going to prosecute them. And we're not going to let you use this technology to catch them. And, you know, I was saying before, it, it, it's it, it's real political insanity. It, it has nothing to do with the right or the left. It, it's just insane. Like, how can you have lawless, lawlessness uh, like this? And it's just an unsustainable situation. Do you have any idea? You don't have to be specific or anything, but as far as the the what this costs, maybe not just you, but like grocers in your area, what is the cost? Well, the cost is, I mean, just to give you an idea, cost-wise, it, it can be as much as 2% of, um, of gross margins. So for every uh, $100 you sell, an additional $2 is stolen. And as, as you know, supermarkets work on net margins uh, that are at, at or slightly above above that amount, depending on, on, the, on the location. New York City is an especially expensive uh, place to do business in. Uh, the, rent, the rents in New York City are the highest in the nation. And then the city adding insult to injury the city then imposes even a rent commercial rent tax. Um, if your store is in Manhattan below 96th Street, that means if you're paying a landlord rent, 
say $2 million a year rent, the city goes to you, the tenant, and tells the tenant, now you, the tenant, have to pay the city this additional tax. So combine the high cost of living, or the high cost of uh, renting space in the city, combine that with lawlessness and the inability to use technology to help us stop this lawlessness. The city is basically saying it does, not only is it not business friendly, it is not people friendly. It is not friendly to the uh, to the people who live in New York City. We have people coming into our stores with baseball bats and knives to steal, wow. and endangering our staff, endangering the um, uh, you know the, the customers. And many of our stores are open twenty four hours a day. And you ask, well, why are you open twenty four hours a day? Because we're in New York City. New York City is a city that never sleeps. There are people who, who work shifts. Um, there, there are people who work in hospitals, your overnight shift, public safety works, works around the clock. And our stores provide a, a safe place for, for customers and people, um, public service workers to come in and, and get what they need. And now the city is endangering them. We had a situation last night, a guy came into one of our stores, one of our stores at 3.30 in the morning with a baseball bat and wiped out our entire health and beauty aid section. And this is the same guy three times in the past two weeks and nothing is being done about it. It's not being arrested, not being prosecuted. He's stealing less than a thousand dollars at a time and welcome to New York. So that's just, you know, I don't really have words for, for what you just said, but what do you think is the motivation behind this call from the city council? Is, is, is it more they're concerned about the privacy of, of, of shoppers? Or like you said, is it strictly politically motivated? A lot of this started with what happened in Madison Square Garden, uh, where this kind of technology was used by the owners of Madison Square Garden to prevent people they did not want to uh, you know to enter into sporting sporting events or concert events and i think that made a lot of uh, that, that was the publicity and from a political perspective uh, these council members probably thought hey you know we we should try to protect the privacy of of the citizens and it's our right to uh, stop them from going into a sporting event but this is very different here. This is, um, we're not storing anyone's information except for thieves. And we're not storing their names or identities or addresses or phone numbers. We don't have access to any of that. All we're storing is it's like taking a Polaroid picture of, of a thief and putting it by the time clock and letting employees know if someone like this, if this, this person comes in, stop stop him or her. This is just using technology to do to do the same thing. Um, the other thing the, the city council members are concerned about is that this can create discrimination uh, towards minorities. Um, so I, I don't quite understand why, why, why that would be the case. Um, you know, if you look at a Polaroid picture, what, what's the difference? Um, so I think, I think they probably have good intentions as most public servants do. And um, they just have not thought of, thought of this through. So do you have this kind of software in your stores? 
So we we have security systems in all of our stores, but not the facial recognition systems. We just got our first proposal, actually our second proposal, and likely the one we're going with uh, to begin uh, the installation. So what are you relying on now to try and you know prevent theft and fight that? What we're relying upon now are our employees uh, monitoring and seeing, um, you know, seeing these activities. We we have security guards standing by the exit door, sometimes including off-duty police officers. And we spent a million dollars last year. I mean, that is not sustainable. We're paying paying fifty dollars an hour for someone to stand at, at the exit, and and you have someone standing at the exit. Say you have a supermarket, an urban supermarket with 10 grocery aisles. You can't have 10 security guards, one in each grocery aisle. So we really rely on um, on our employees. Um, we rely on things like, um, you know, in the summer, someone coming in wearing a big coat, um, you know, wearing a mask. You know, so you can identify strange or suspicious people and, you know, start and fo follow them, you know, in the store. Uh, but but that leads to mistakes. In other words, it could be an 85 degree day, but someone likes wearing a parka when it's 85 degrees out. And then they get upset that someone is following them and, you know, they think they're 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 um, being profiled in some in some way. Uh, we've stopped. Uh, we no longer allow customers to shop using reusable bags in the store, you know, where they just take items off the shelf, put it immediately into the reusable bags. Um, you know, that, that helps a little, but but that that helps more with like petty, petty tech theft. These are organized, organized. You'll get five people coming in simultaneously and and knocking out your store. And it's organized, organized crime. Uh, they take they take this merchandise somewhere where they sell it uh, to someone who has a lot of these people working for him, and they they monetize it that way. It, it's really unbelievable that you have actions of the district attorney in New York actually supporting organized crime. So you said you're you're looking to install, you know, your first system. How much money is this going to cost? I mean, have you just if you just looked at one store, or have you looked at a network of stores? Yeah, yeah. So we looked at um, we're building a new store now. Uh, so we're looking. We have a proposal to put in in that store, and we and we have a proposal to put it into one of our existing high uh, one particular store that's very a high theft area, and. We uh, we have the proposal. The proposal is actually um, fairly. It, it's it's not bad. I mean, it's not that much more than a conventional security system. I think the technology has evolved and has become um, a lot more cost effective. And I spoke with fellow supermarket owners who have such systems, and they swear by them. Talk about your workforce, because that, that has to lead to some sleepless nights, knowing that, you know, your workers are constantly put in the firing line, so to speak. I mean, do you have, an, do you have problems with, with retention and, and how do you, boy, how do you, it takes the right kind of individual, to, you know, to, to deal with that stuff on a, on a daily basis. Sure. How does that work? 
Sure. So we, we have wonderful employees who are really dedicated, devoted to their jobs and, and want to do the right thing. Um, you know, there was a story recently about a, a Lululemon store where actually employees got fired because they chased a thief. Right. Wow. I would never. I mean, I, I we tell our employees not to confront thieves, not to get physical or violent. Um, but the employees take this to heart. And sometimes the employees do try to stop the thieves, get into altercations with them. And it, it's hard to blame them. I mean, if I were, if I were, you or I were one of these employees in the store and this was happening right in front of you, you try to stop it because it's the right thing to do. Right. Um, so it, it's, it's difficult, especially, um, now, especially in the evening hours, it, it's hard to to get employees to agree to work during those hours. Yeah. So you were recently at um, you testified at a hearing recently. Yes. Can you, just, can you describe the mood at that hearing? Was it was it pretty tense? The, the mood. This was like one of the most ridiculous hearings I've ever attended in my life. One of the council members asked. You had all these groups there. You had these groups. These ultra, um, I wouldn't even call it ultra liberal because that would be an insult to, to liberals. And I'm, I'm socially liberal myself. Yeah. Um, uh, these are like, like wacko. Um, they asked one of these groups said, oh, um, so New York, New York City Police Department uses facial recognition. So what happens if, if, if a, a man, a killer kills, kills a woman and her two children and then he's out loose on the city streets. Um, would you support using facial recognition on the city streets to identify that killer, and uh, so the police can can nab him? The answer was no. We would not support that because that's because of his privacy, and it's a slippery slope. And you allow you do it for for catch murderer you'll then use it to catch anyone else yeah. so it, it's like you know I, I guess these are fine people who have good intentions but they just don't get it yeah and they're trying to impose their uh you know they're far out i'm not even using left far out beliefs and trying to impose them on the general public and thereby hurting public safety. So what is your gut telling you? Uh, do you think this is, will indeed pass? Um, what, are you, what are you saying? What are you seeing there? But my gut is telling me uh, that it will pass, but with, with caveats. Um, they'll come up with a method of allowing it under certain situations. And, uh, you know, one one extreme is to have every single customer who comes into the store sign a piece of paper that says, I I realize that my image is being used to match against a database of thieves. Um, but imagine average supermarket that gets yeah. 2,000 customers a day. Imagine each one stopping to sign this piece of paper. That'll never happen. Um, I think at a minimum, having signage, letting people know how uh, that this is being done, and also I I would I would be supportive of regulations to ensure that private data is not is not being stored locally, except in the case of 
you know these situations where where you have thieves and you're trying to you're trying to stop them. So, are you even prepared, or maybe you're part of a group of of owners for, of supermarkets to take legal action against the city, or is that just like, man, that's too much? You're talking about too much money. It's just not worth it. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 more concerned with with finding supplies of cherries. <laughs> Yeah. That, by the way, cherries are in se- about to come in season from multiple sources okay. at a great price. Everyone's going to be psyched about this. Um, yeah. But I'm more concerned about that than than suing the city. Yeah. I, I think that's a hopeless case. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, anything else you want to add? Uh, you know, we're really hoping to create awareness for your situation. So hopefully there'll be other media outlets that, that get hooked onto the story and and reach out to you and, and help you fight your cause there. Thank you. So retailers are part of the community. The community, if you look at Manhattan, community exists of residents who live there, commuters who come into work every day, and and businesses. So it's kind of like a three-legged stool, and it's got to be balanced and work, work together to create a city where people want to live, work, and play in. But the moment the city knocks out one of the legs, the stool cannot stand on on two legs, and then and then the city declines very rapidly. Uh, so it's very it's good to have good intentions, and I believe P- city council does have good intentions. But it's important to also realize that we're part of a community, and you want New York City to be here for everyone into the future. Avi Tainer, co-owner of Morton Williams Supermarkets. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I really wish you good luck, you know, in your cause. You, you stand behind a great one. So thanks again. Thank you so much, Bill. I appreciate it.